Welcome to episode 105 of the Whatnots Review Show, where every week we pick a story and we talk about it. This could be a movie, TV series, anime, manga, comic book, audio drama, all kinds of entertainment. We watch it, read it, listen to it, and then we come back here and we discuss it. My name is Melissa Wilkinson, and I am joined, as always, by Kyle Springer. Hello. That's Hi, me. Kyle. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. How are you today? Doing all right. Uh, I I woke up this morning on the wrong side of the bed. Oh, I don't dear. Know why. I was just very groggy, very gr- grumpy. Just was mm-hmm. like, I don't feel good. I, I just, I don't, I don't want to do I- I- anything. Uh, and so I was like, hey, can we po- postpone the podcast? Because everyone knows that it is against the law to t- talk about Paddington and be a uh, Mr. Grumpy Pants at the right. same time. So here I am feeling a lot better. I'm no glad. Longer, <laughs> I'm glad no you took the mo- took the morning for emotional health because yeah. you wanted to give your best to Paddington. Exactly. <laughs> Hashtag for Paddington. For Paddington, <laughs> we do it all for him. <laughs> it's good, good, good stuff. Uh, how's, how's, how's your weekend been so far? It's been good. Uh, it's been social. I watched some movies with people yesterday. Today nice. I went and dropped off a birthday package for my nephew. I went to my parents' house to pick up some food they made. So lots of, lots of little pick-me-ups. It's been a good weekend. I feel pretty refreshed and recharged for the week ahead of me. Sounds good. Yeah. I- I, I had a friend of mine tell me they went to work on Friday and it was their first day back oh. after like being off of work. Someone had broken into the store that morning. Uh, so they had to deal with that. Then they had to go to the bank for the store, but they couldn't go to the bank because the bushes outside of the bank were on fire and so like the whole fire department was there um on top of that the ac unit didn't work at at this store so it was just a nightmare and i was just like i'm glad i watched paddington and like didn't have to do anything (laughs) this week like i'm just in this like comfort zone that's just like things are nice (laughs) (laughs) so so we are talking about both of the paddington movies this week yes which i pitched to you (laughs) i pitched to you british film series so you could have picked this the cornetto trilogy or the daniel craig james bonds and paddington i think was the correct choice because it's it's the pick-me-up we all need right now and finally, we had to understand the mystery of why people are so all about Paddington. Right. I I hadn't seen these. And Me it was just like, I, apparently people love these films. And I don't know why. <laughs> now like I these do. These aren't just popular among families. You know, this isn't just an instant family classic. Many films right. can be this. These are... I have heard that these are so critically acclaimed. It blew so many other films out of the water. Paddington 2, I think, was 
like the highest rated film on Rotten Tomatoes or IMDb. Like it was so many critics picks for like the best movie of 2017. Yeah. I forget all of its specific like baseball card stats. But Let's see, I'm looking it up right now. Uh, Paddington 2 on Rotten Tomatoes is 100%. Right? With an audience score of 88. Well, what are they talking about? I don't know. And I'm with 100%. The... <laughs> 100%. That is like impossible on Rotten t- Tomatoes. <laughs> and here comes Paddington. Paddington 2. And I am on the the critic side with this. These are such thoroughly charming films. They are so precisely made. They're genuinely impressive. The first film is at a 97 on Rotten (laughs) Tomatoes. So yeah, they're both just scored phenomenally. Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) Good stuff. Um, so yeah, what did you think of them now that we've watched them? I'm assuming you liked it. I I did. (laughs) I I was just saying this while you were looking up numbers. I was really impressed by them. Not just charmed, but impressed, which isn't terribly hard to do with me, but there is master craftsmanship going on here. I, I, I think for me, the overall feeling was maybe not movies for me hence why mm-hmm. i did not go watch them yeah but they're just so delightful that you like yes. can't hate them no it's just like this is this is a pleasant this is fun mm-hmm. <laughs> and i just sat there watching these films being like i feel delightful yeah <laughs> the big like smile you, yeah, on my exactly face. not only delighted but delightful these are very yeah. hopeful movies. They are. They are. Indeed. Uh, so do, do we want to do, like, plot synopses of these first two yeah. films? Yeah, in, in case you may not be aware, Paddington is a small bear from the dark jungles of Peru, where decades ago this British explorer had come and met his family of these talking smart bears. And the explorer left, you know, left them with all these remnants of, you know, the London life. And this is a jar of marmalade. This is what we eat in my country. This is my hat. Take my hat. And the explorer goes back to London. And then years later, Paddington wants to go to travel to London, see this world that has been told to him through stories. See if he can meet these people, go out there, make yeah. a life for him, make some friends. And he winds up with this family where, like, the mom likes him, the mom's pretty charmed, dad does not like him, kids, oh, kids ambivalent. And They're it's just about mixed. him. Yeah. Yeah. It's about him winning this family over. And in the first movie, he is escaping the clutches of a museum taxidermist who wants to turn him into an exhibit. And in the second yeah. movie, he tries to foil a robbery and is mistakenly pinned for it, and he is sent to jail. <laughs> And he teaches the jail how to make marmalade. Too Paddington, too furious. Goes to jail. Paddington is hardcore. You're not hardcore unless you live hardcore. Paddington lives hardcore. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's it's 
delightful. Um, I I really liked both of these. Mm-hmm. I don't know which one I liked more. It's I, tough. I want to say the first one, but I see why Paddington 2 is scoring better at the same time. Um, but yeah, they're both just stellar. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah they're 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 fun they're family friendly uh so you can watch this with whoever whenever yeah. uh and there's just a lot to look at there's a lot visually yes. to look at in in these films there's never a dull moment um something is always happening i i thought they were pr- pretty fast paced yeah uh, just nonstop. let's go let's go let's go not not in a way that was like it it felt rushed but it felt tightly knit and tightly put together that it was just like it's an hour and a half long and that felt right like yeah that that was just the perfect time and these movies have got some of the best comedic timing i have ever seen they do (laughs) they have some 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 good jokes that was like it like i th- like so uh wikipedia descri- describes this as a live action animated comedy and yeah i can i can see that i i don't yeah. know if i would necessarily stand behind well i like that's the thing like i it is a comedic film it is not a purely comedic yeah film if that makes sense but it has a lot of good jokes that just make you laugh and it's just like this is funny this is is. silly (laughs) exactly it is silly like he he always tries his best he's got nothing but like pure intentions and good hard work ethic yes very polite he just haplessly messes up everything like he just Mm -hmm. knocks stuff over by mistake he's always like the initiator of some wild Rube Goldberg of every item in the room around him that just tears the place apart. Yeah, and and, and he, he like he doesn't mean mean to, mm. and he's just like, oh 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 bother, this is not good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's like trying to figure it out, but he's just making it worse and worse. Mm-hmm. So good stuff. Mm-hmm. Do you want to get into housekeeping and then yeah. go on to spoilers and stuff like yes. that? Cool. Keep a nice little house. Exactly. Uh, if you guys did not know, we have multiple podcasts here at The Whatnots. Uh, you guys can get more information on our website, thewhatnots.com, or your favorite podcasting platform of choice. Uh, just type in the whatnots and all of our shows will be right there. If you like what we do, patreon.com slash the whatnots is where you can support us. Uh, we have some exclusive content. You can get stuff early. Uh, and we also would like to give a big shout out to our Patreon supporters at the $5 tier. So thank you, Sam, for helping us out and keeping the mics on. Thank you. Yeah, We appreciate it. Uh... I do want to give a shout out to Crossplay this past oh. week. I have not e- 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 edited 
the po- the podcast yet, but we had a guest on the show, uh, one Corey Cudney. Uh, mm. If you guys know of the kind of <laughs> if 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 you guys know of kind of funny, uh, he is a community member, uh, and if you've looked up one of their gifts on Twitter, he's usually the one that made them. Oh, uh, so <laughs> it's important it's good. job. It was fun. Yeah. So go go check that out when you guys can. Um, but that being said, I think that is housekeeping. Mm-hmm. We should dive into spoilers. Come on, spoiler graphic. There we go. My computer is chugging along, man. Oh. It's I've I've I'm working on buying up parts for a new mm-hmm. PC. Uh, so hopefully. In the next month or so, I will have one finally put together. That'd be nice. Yeah, that would be, and hopefully it won't chug as much as this one does. But fingers crossed until then that everything works. So, cool. We are in spoiler territory. (laughs) Uh, what, What stood out? to you first was there something mm. you weren't expecting because that's oh. the thing like you and i were expecting these to be good yes. movies and be like okay what's all the hubbub about but was was there something about it that you were not expecting i i really like the style of these two movies and that it has a lot of interesting things it picks for certain scenes it's got a lot of little tricks up its sleeve Sure. Like it doesn't rely on one single thing over and over again, but it also doesn't feel choppy in any way. Like the first right. movie starts with this little like three by four aspect ratio, black and white screen, like this little box mm-hmm. in the middle of the larger screen. And you're watching like an old film reel from that British explorer. That went out Peru. To- <laughs> right. And like they've got the whole thing set up like it's this early 20th, early 20th century explorer. Like that's the aesthetic of the thing. If you do the math, this happened in like 1972. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> because his daughter is Nicole Kidman. Groovy Peru. Right? <laughs> so it starts with that. And then the movie has uh, all these imaginative sequences in it yeah like there's the there's a mural of a tree that goes up the center staircase in the brown house where paddington goes to live and you see that tree like bloom and you see like all the leaves and petals fall off like uh, as a metaphor as a visual metaphor for the state of the family like you see that happening you see Paddington imagine, you know, when he's stuck in prison, he imagines he's back in Peru. When he wants to get that pop-up book for Aunt Lucy, he imagines that he's in a pop-up book. Like, uh-huh. there's a lot of, oh, there's the dollhouse bit in the first movie that I really liked. Where yeah. like They put Paddington up in the attic when this family agrees, we'll just take you home for the night because you don't have anywhere else to stay. But tomorrow we want you to go find, you know, a real house. And like they put him up in the attic and there's this dollhouse up there and it unfolds and you see it bisected and there's all of the family members walking around in each of these rooms. Like it takes anything that could be stylized and could be made into this. uh, We're going to literally present this thing to you. (laughs) Anything that could be done in this metaphoric style, like it picks all of them. And like I said, it doesn't feel 
choppy. It doesn't feel like the film isn't failing to settle on one particular thing and stick with it. And I think the um, amount of creativity and the amount of balance that they were were able to add to that was really impressive. I agree. I think that was really cool. I, I, I liked the the dollhouse stuff. I think they did it a second time in Paddington 2. Yeah. I, if, if I'm not mistaken. But um, yeah, that was neat because he's in that scene. He, or, or I, I guess throughout these yeah. films, Paddington is writing letters uh, to his aunt. And he's like, well, I've met the... Mm. Browns, and they seem like a nice family, but I can only stay one night, and so I have to venture onward and, you know, do all of that stuff. Um, but as he's writing this, he's describing the family, and that's mm-hmm. when we go to the dollhouse. Yeah. And it- opens up and you get to see like each what each each person is doing and that's neat because it's 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 not necessarily a montage film but it achieves the same thing right where it's like we get to see all of these disparate aspects but all on screen kind of at the same time because if it just showed paddington's hitting there riding be kind of boring like it needs mm-hmm, to do something mm-hmm. yeah um, and I, I think that was a really cool way to do that it, it's almost like this magical realism yes but it's it's one that none of the characters see yes that's it it's just for us the audience yeah yeah which is neat i, I a lot when i was watching the first movie what i was comparing it to in my head and that it's got all these little tricks and you don't mind the fact that there's no one motif that it sticks with. Like every scene, it's got some new stylistic thing it's trying out. Mm-hmm. And like what this reminds me of is a pop-up book or like when you're a little kid and you have those pop-up or activity books or it's like lift the flap, move this thing over. Here's a wheel you can spin. Here's a pocket. Yeah. You open up the pocket and there's a little piece of paper inside of there. Like that's what it reminded me of. And so I was so delighted it's like the movie was reading my mind when i get to the second movie and the MacGuffin is a literal pop-up book <laughs> right <laughs> good stuff um let's let's talk more so about paddington yeah. the main character here so we see him um like he, we just know that some time has passed since the explorer left uh, yeah, I think like Peru. 30, 40 years, Something depending on like that, how yeah. old they want us to believe Nicole Kidman is. Looks yeah. great. Couldn't place an age on her. Maybe <laughs> timeless. Um, But so we, we it, it, it's not until Paddington 2 mm. that we actually kind of see his origin story. Yeah. Um, how he, you know, he is just another one of these bears. It seems like maybe his real parents were killed or something happened, some kind of tragedy, and he is now careening down this river on a log, and the two bears, I forget their names. Oh, it's Aunt Lucy Lucy, and Uncle Vascuso. Vascuso, right? Yeah. Pastuzo. There we go. Hmm. 
Um, but yeah, they go and save him and they raise, raise, raise him. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're just doing their thing in, in the forests of Peru, the j- jungles of mm-hmm. Peru making marmalade. Yeah. Um, Number one bear treat. Right. Chars and chars and chars of marmalade. They have an Etsy store. Like Etsy for bears, and they just sell their marmalade to all the like local jungle creatures. I think that would be fun. Yeah, different explorers brought different snacks. You've got some iguana that's really into biscoff. There you go. A snake has those those Toblerone things. A snake swallowing the entire. <laughs> yeah <laughs> that'd be fun um but it, the aunt and uh, uh, uncle can't make it to peru because tragedy strikes yeah um, uncle pastuzo ends up being crushed uh by a, like a giant tree there's a big storm things yeah. are not looking good uh and so the the what what, what what's her her, her name once aunt again lucy aunt lucy okay I, that should be easy to remember come on kyle <laughs> uh so she takes this opportunity to basically be like all right well this is a good time to send paddington off to london and for mm-hmm. me to go retire at yeah. the home for retired bears, which is apparently that. a thing out in the middle of the jungle in Peru. Uh, <laughs> I was so happy knowing that she was in a community of other similar bears because before we just saw, you know, the aunt and the uncle in Paddington living in a treehouse in the jungle, and you don't know where their closest neighbors are. So <laughs> it did give me legit, like I was caring for a, my own senior relative, like. Oh, good. She's with a community. She has friends. She's playing checkers or something. Yeah. Bingo on Tuesdays. And, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but, yeah. So, I for the longest time when when she kept saying that, like, I'm going to go retire. I was like, is she going to die, too? This is terribly <laughs> sad. Why did everyone rate this 100 per, 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 percent? But, no. She's actually going to retire. Yes. And just live in a retirement home for bears. And I was like, okay, good. This is nice. And I liked that they didn't hit on the uncle's death too hard. It's not like when Littlefoot's parents die in the beginning of of, uh, Land Before Before Time. time. (laughs) I forgot what it was. I'm like, um, uh, the oldest story. The one thing that I did know. (laughs) <laughs> the one name like, I can you know, the, remember. The dinosaurs, the tree stars. <laughs> like they don't hit, like they don't hit it that hard. You know those ch- children's movies that you're really enjoying and then you're like, "Oh, I forgot how sad this part is." Like, like when first Mufasa dies. Up. Or like when Sully has to yell at Boo to try and like right? hit the scaring machine. You know these things. I yeah. like that they Hit it. They touched on it just lightly enough that it didn't make it a weird sticking point 
in the movie. Mm -hmm. Like they, they gave it proper emotional weight, but they didn't try and make that the emotional linchpin of the entire movie. They saved all of that for. hmm? He's not, he's not Paddington's uncle. Yes, exactly. He does is for uncle Ben. It's like, I will do this for uncle Ben. (laughs) (laughs) Like it's, it's very sad, but they don't make it. And now a tragedy. Welcome uh, to the the pardon up where she dies. It's not that. It's lighter than that. But it doesn't feel inappropriately light. And the movie chooses to place its emotional weight on heartwarming things. Mm -hmm. The sweet, supportive, welcoming things instead of the sad thing. Yeah. So Paddington finally makes it to London. Except... Paddington doesn't have a name yet, uh, and he makes it all he the way a, to. He has a, he has a roar. Station. Yeah, he has, he has a, a name in his bear name. language. I think that was about it, but uh, <laughs> approximately. <laughs> who knows? Yeah. Uh, so they end up naming him Paddington because that is the station that he's at. There, he's yeah. at Paddington Station, and they're just like, mm-hmm. it's perfect, Paddington. It's like Paddington. I quite like that. Yes. <laughs> oh, let's um, talk about this family. Like, this is sure. classic, stern, by-the-book business dad. Uh, like, surly with her headphones on, teenage daughter. Uh, just sort of rascally boy. W- wants to, you know, climb rocks stuff. And the mom <laughs> is like, she's an illustrator. Like, she's a picture book illustrator. And she's the most wide-eyed, like, whimsical woman. She's taken by Paddington immediately. She looks at him like he is an angel. Like, yeah. I just want somebody to look at me the way Sally Hawkins looks at Paddington. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good. I, I, I like their family a lot. It is... I, I, in, in one sense, it is like this archetypal, typical family. Yeah. But at the same time, I I feel like they're so eccentric in their own yeah. way. Like, it's not, it's like, well, I can see how you could, like, just quickly describe them as yes. the archetypal family, but they're not really. Right. Like, they they seem like these basic building blocks, but they put these twists on them. Like, I love that the daughter, you see her with her headphones on all the time. And you learn that she's taking, like, she's learning to speak Chinese because she wants to go into international business and travel. So it's like, oh, she's not listening to rock music or some other standard teen thing that a movie would put in. She's listening to language learning tapes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then the young boy wants to be an astronaut. So he's in to, like, science and blowing things up and stuff like Like, that, which... like. No, I like that he is, he kind of wants to like, quote unquote, like break things and like get things messy for a purpose. He's like, I want to be an astronaut. So I want to like learn how to do science experiments and like put myself through these physical tests. And, you know, he's like, they've got the, the dad and the son and the mom and the daughter mostly foiled against each other within the family. You've kind of got those main foil pairs. And the Mm -hmm. dad is also like very cautious 
It's like, don't touch anything. You know, don't do that. That's dangerous because he is an insurance risk analysis for his job. Like there's literally his Great. job to know the percentage of, well, if you climb that tree, this is the percentage of you falling down and breaking something. <laughs> so I like that both of them, they're not just a rascal and a stick in the mud. Like both of them are that for really specific, understandable reasons. Yeah. Career yeah. reasons. And it, oddly works to just make this like misfit family yeah. um of course the uh, other family member that we haven't mentioned yet is the like grandma person i, I don't know if she's describe, actually i think they describe her as just a relative like i think her relation to the yeah. family and like what side of the family she's from is, is they, kind of amorphous they did kind of go and see what, what is her name mrs bird yeah yeah so the, like they they did kind of go into her backstory and, and i kind of remember it being related to the family somehow but yeah it's it's more just like oh that's a relative yes <laughs> of us but she she's kind of like the housekeeper yeah well but then she's also the like surly feisty one yeah that will out drink you and will like like go on spy missions and yes. stuff like that I, I i think she was secretly my favorite character <laughs> <laughs> she's great yeah it was great there's one scene with her where they're uh, the family is trying to sneak into the yes. museum and her job, her mission is to distract the, sec the, sec the security guard. And so she pulls the like old lady stunt. We're like, mm -hmm. well, won't you help a, a frail old lady like me? And once she, once she's inside, she almost turns immediately and goes, so you have any alcohol? Yes. It's just like let's start drinking. Yes. <laughs> and the, 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 he's easy. The the guy is sitting there like, oh no, I I can't. I'm on the job. And she says something back, and he goes, oh, fighting words, huh? I see how it is. <laughs> <laughs> and then eventually they start drinking, and she just out. Yeah. Out of course she does. Him. Yeah, it's wonderful. I'm like, this is delightful. I like this. <laughs> <laughs> the family's great. Their neighbors are great. I Peter Capaldi. He, he's so. He I wish phenomenal. there was a little bit. He's kind of one note as a character. I guess in the first movie, he gets two whole notes to play. He's like, he's just the local curmudgeon. Uh, yeah. wants everything proper. Wants everything around him to be quiet and normal. He's the just neighborhood not, like, watch. Yeah, just not like Paddington. Believes Paddington will only bring chaos once I'm out of there. And then he falls for Nicole Kidman when she shows up, uh, like <laughs> trying to use him to get to the family to get to this bear. <laughs> yeah, it's wild. So did let me you... ask you this. Mm -hmm. Which movie did you like more? Oh. Because I, I don't know if I can decide which one I liked more. And it kind of revolves around some of the things you just mentioned mm -hmm. i i loved hugh grant in the second movie but i think mm -hmm. in terms of a more interesting formidable 
and like really a fitting for the story foe. I think the first movie's got a slightly better villain in that regard. Sure. Because it seems so much more organic to the story. Not that I don't love like what's going on with Hugh Grant in the second movie. It just right. seems not quite as neat of a puzzle piece fit as the you as the uh Nicole Kidman villain in the first one. But the second one, everything in the prison, great. <laughs> it's wild. Yeah, so I I don't know. Like I I I think I'm leaning towards the first one. Mm-hmm. But I completely understand why the second one is getting higher marks. The first one is so simple and it's so yes. streamlined. And like you said, the villain makes the most sense story-wise. Yeah. I'll also like say that I think I like the climax at the museum in the first movie better than the train fight at the end of okay, the second sure. movie, actually. I just like a museum. Museums are good indeed. Um, but yeah, like like it... Film number one, it the plot is just so tight and, and it, it, yes. it, it it's there. But compared to the second movie, the first movie is very empty. It there you don't see any of the neighbors except for yeah. Peter Capaldi's character. True. You don't see anyone else on the streets really except for that one scene when he first gets to Paddington mm-hmm. Station. And he's like uh, hey, can you guys take me home? And they're just walking by, like they're yeah, they're they're non people, if that mm, makes sense. Yes, yeah. Um, and then Paddington Two flips that, and you get to see the neighbors, you get to see the news, the the woman who works at the newsstand. Uh, yeah, like you get to see so much of the world around Paddington, and yeah. I I like that a lot, but I. It was like right on the edge of like this is almost too much. Like I, I don't need to see the woman who works at the newsstand because the only purpose of having her there was so that they could make one joke down <laughs> down the road. It was just like that. Okay, I can. I, I like, no, I I liked it. I liked how the second movie really made the setting and all of the supporting characters in the setting way mm-hmm. more vibrant. Like you see Paddington yeah, go about so. his day. Like he's going to go visit uh, Jim Broadbent at the antique shop. Jim Broadbent, always a delight to see. He's great in these. And he, you see Paddington like go through this routine he's developed in the day where he hops on the back of this woman's bike and he like brings her a sandwich. Like this is the trade. I bring you breakfast. You you know, take me to the bus stop or whatever. Like he greets all of these neighbors. Like he's got these exchanges with all of them. He's he hops in the back of a garbage truck and he's yeah. helping the garbage men like quiz for some test he's going to take. Yeah. It, and then it, later it, you it, see that when Paddington is in jail, like everybody's lives have fallen apart. Like the woman on the bicycle is crabby because she doesn't have any breakfast. Right. Yeah. Like I. I, I I like the inc- the inclusion of that mm-hmm. because the world is so much more held out. I, yeah. I I am always a fan of world building mm. and stuff like that. You know, and they have that one character who always forgets his keys yeah. every morning. He's just like, "Did you forget your keys?" And he's just like, "My keys." Ah. You know? <laughs> uh, like I, I I like stuff like that. I just think it was at eleven. 
like if there was a balance between the two two maybe more at like a seven or 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 eight there right where like if the first movie if i had met two or three more neighbors i I think that would have helped out a ton and then in the second one you meet two or three more neighbors that'd be sweet because you're just slowly building on this but it's tough because each one does things so well it's just like Mm -hmm. i like i like what they're doing with this world now it's maybe a little much but it's good (laughs) i I like it but that one was so simple and it just made so much sense of like okay that makes sense because the you know she's related to the original explorer Mm. and stuff so i'm 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 stuck (laughs) well you well nobody's making you decide kyle no, Melissa, I have to decide now. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. Who knows? I the first movie seems so carefully planned out. It mm-hmm. both from a craftsmanship standpoint and from the perspective of let's just make a good, solid, like traditional, fun family adventure film. But like to the nth degree, the best possible version of that. Yeah. And the second movie is like. Let's make things a little weird. Paddington is framed for a crime and goes to prison for an hour of the movie. Do you see what I mean by turned up to 11? Right? <laughs> I like that they took that swing and they backed it up. Like it's, it feels, this is like when the uncle dies. Like it feels just fitting enough. Like you understand how affected Paddington is, but it Mm -hmm. does not, it does not bring down the mood of the entire movie. Mm -hmm. There are no bummer portions of any of these movies, but you feel for the characters despite that. Like it doesn't, like you said, it balances it really well. It's not too far in either direction where it's like, I'm not really buying what you're doing here or like you've gone too far. Uh, Now I'm too sad. Which is a danger many a film can run into. Well, now now the sad part's too sad, and I'm less inclined to watch this movie again. Yeah, well, hopefully in Paddington 3, you know, he'll be on trial for tax evasion or something, <laughs> you know. Uh, <laughs> he's, he, that, that, in Paddington 3, maybe he is selling marmalade on Etsy and he's not paying taxes. <laughs> oh, goes to Paddington jail again. 3. Paddington 3, he goes on the Great British Bake Off. Right. All yeah. marmalade-based desserts. Oh, God. Um, no, so let's talk about the jail scene. Yeah. Because that, I think, is... Maybe the most over the top that Paddington yeah. 2 is of just everything that is happening there is bananas. It is so wild. Um, but it is still just like that like harmless mischief. Yeah. Uh, that like uh, unintentional mischief where Paddington accidentally puts in a red thing with all the the white and black stuff so everything turns pink yes just like of course this would happen for the the rest of the movie everybody's uniforms are pink and black stripes this beautiful pastel grand budapest pink yeah It, it oddly reminded me of just like like 
hints of um of course i'm blanking on his name right now did moonrise oh, wes anderson yeah. which is why i just referenced grand budapest hotel yeah right yeah i, I was like it's not wes craven that's someone else <laughs> that's the, very different yes yeah but like it, it, it i would love to that. see wes anderson scream though wouldn't that be funny that'd be great but no like <laughs> everything from the like <laughs> the pink outfits to yeah. the dollhouse motif that yes. we see is very wes anderson mm. um but like I, I wouldn't say that this is a knockoff of a Wes a- 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 Anderson no. film or stuff like that. It's just like, oh, okay, that kind of reminds me of yeah. his stuff. Yeah, it just it feels like a, a fitting contemporary to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a good homage. Mm. And I think it also it's got a very British style to it, like mm-hmm. when. Uh, like Paddington's narrate, like when he's reading a letter and like he's talking about all these little bits about everyone in the family's lives, all these facts about them, like, oh, you know, Mr. Brown was passed over for a promotion and it cuts to like the scene of him at the office expecting to get this promotion. Like that all reminded me of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Sure. And like all the little footnotes and everything that's in there or like, good omens that is a book of more literal footnotes i think i've read more comedic footnotes in british literature than in any other kind of literature <laughs> like this movie seemed to be a great visualization of that literary tradition of comedic footnote about a side joke yeah i i think also one of my favorite jokes is the sec- the sec- security guard at the <laughs> museum and who is or at the i i, I it's guess a, oh at the, the place geog- that he's at the geographer's institute and then he's the security yeah. guard at like that basilica yeah yeah it's this the same guy show, not show, talked about <laughs> it's wild it's, and the, yeah like the joke of, of him like being attracted to these people isn't even that funny what's funny is that he shows up right like like and he's he, he has so this thing. self-assured he is absolutely certain he's supposed to be wherever it is he's supposed to be so it's really funny where he just shows up out of nowhere in the second movie you're like is this the same character or did they just use the same actor again and gave him all the same styling and affectation who knows? I it, it maybe he has like a day job as a security guard at one spot and a night job somewhere else. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, because in in the first one, they're at Mister Brown's office. Or, no, or no, they're at the like uh, said, the, the geographer's institute. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Um. Excuse me. Um. Yeah, they. It, like he's he's there, but Mister Brown is cross dressing to sneak in and yeah. get the information that they need. And it's like, like this they went into a fire situation. Yeah, yeah, it's like they went into a janitorial closet and took like the uh, cleaning lady's uniform and clothes and like a yeah. wig and also rouge. And this. 
security guard is instantly a, a, attracted <laughs> to, 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 to her. And it's, it's wild. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, this is weird and awkward, but sure. Like, I, I get the and like, comedy. That it, feels like so much such better. an old joke, too. Like, that feels yeah. like something we would see in a movie from when we were kids. Like, this yeah. joke feels 25 it, years old. But this seems like... Yeah, this seemed like the smoothest version of it I've ever seen. Yeah, but it's it it becomes so much better when you see him again in right. that second movie in a different right. location. It's just like, and he's oh also, no. And it's Hugh Grant who's disguised as a nun. And Stop he's also that like, sexy nun. Yeah, that strikingly attractive nun. Like, this man's type is very specifically a man in a disguise as a woman. Like not. Yeah. This is my my presentation. This is how I express myself. Like, no, I am in a disguise. This is for a plot. <laughs> so good. <sighs> so funny. <laughs> I, I I I I think that was one of my favorite jo- jokes in the whole thing. <laughs> I'm just like when he shows up that second time, it's just like, oh my god. And I've never seen a security guard just walking around like drinking a ceramic cup of coffee. <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> Good stuff. Um we we kind of went away from the jailhouse stuff did you have yeah. a, 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 anything else that you wanted to say about the jail stuff i love that little cast of characters none of them get more mm-hmm. except for knuckles mcginty uh, the breakout star <laughs> like as a character brendan gleason been turning in excellent work for years what what outstanding casts they have in both of these movies yeah great stuff but like, except for Knuckles McGinty, none of these prison inmates get more than like a handful of lines. But all of them, like, you, like you get them very quickly. You get enough of them very quickly in the little bit yeah. that they show up. As much as you need, you get. Oh, they were all charming. Like, I like it's, how there's the the guy. Like his name's like T Bone. It's like a real classic prison name. Who like utterly has it out for Paddington, and then once the cooking is introduced like oh you convinced cook to make a different food we don't have to eat gruel anymore you've won us marmalade like all it takes is some sandwiches and then everybody's on his side right so i mean that's kind of how prison works right you start giving the the people what, what they want and they all start listening to you right that's i mean that's what tv has taught has taught me yeah <laughs> it's good stuff it's fun um i think my favorite part of that was when they're in visitation and paddington is introducing them all yes! to his family and they just keep popping up like oh hey i'm, I'm this guy i'm this guy i'm this guy i'm that like, guy i'm this guy <laughs> i love that i like how they all fill the frame of like the little box like the little phone booth box that he's in yeah. and they all stay there like each one <laughs> yeah. of them is like in a pose yeah. like, mr brown like he tries to like turn the microphone off he turns to his wife he's like i don't know why we're listening to all of these people and then knuckles mcginty's like you've just turned the light off 
you did not turn the microphone off, you would know it because it's a little button labeled microphone. (laughs) (laughs) It's so great. It's good stuff. Uh, I think the weird thing for me is the scene when they do the song and dance. That was the the weird thing. At the very end? Yeah. I was just like... Anything that happens in a credit scene is... You can go wild in a credit scene. If that was within the actual movie, maybe I would have thought differently. But as as a a post-credits where you get to see uh, Phoenix Buchanan... Phoenix Buchanan in these sparkly outfits, like he's he's won over the prison as well. I think both of these movies also had very fitting ends to their villains. Like I'm glad that Nicole Kidman did not die. Like she yeah. didn't fall completely off the roof of the museum and die. Instead, they're like, "Well, you were always upset that your father." didn't insist on going back to Peru and getting a bear as a specimen. And so when he was kicked out of being a real explorer and scientist, all he ever did was open a petting zoo. Your punishment for your crimes is that you now have to do community service, cleaning up the petting zoo. Perfect. Much more fitting than, you know, her just dying much more palatable to show to like a little kid. This is also why I was happy that uncle's death wasn't too heavily pressed. Like, Oh, Mm -hmm. this is, glossed over just enough that I could show this to like my three-year-old niece and she'd feel right, fine yeah. about it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I like the the move the second movie is aware like Phoenix Buchanan, bad guy, but charming guy, like to you the audience. Absolutely. So we're not going to completely devastate his life. Because we know he's been winning enough that you would not want to see that for him. It's like okay, he's in prison. But he's still continuing to act in prison. Perfect. Right. Exactly what I wanted. Yeah. Um. Let's see. I I was about to tr- transition to something, and my mind just went blank. Hmm. That I wanted to ask you. I had a qu- question. I have what a question. Okay. What, go for it. What sandwich would you keep under your hat? Oh man, good stuff. Um. I don't think I would do anything with a jelly. Yeah. Because, I mean, you've seen, like, squished sandwiches, and the bread has gotten soggy because of the jelly and stuff like that. Um, I could maybe see, like, a peanut butter sandwich. Mm Mm-hmm. Something like that. I don't think meat would work out too well. Right, I just have a the ham sandwich inside here. But this is this is imaginary. So you can go for whatever sandwich you would want. Like I'm thinking about having like a nice, like a breakfast sandwich. What if I always breakfast had an egg McMuffin? Ooh, yeah, that good. What about Nutella and Fluffernutter? Ooh, nice. Yeah, that'd be a good one. That's so much sugar. That would give you a lot of energy to run away from an enemy. I mean, so is marmalade. Yeah. Did you all see sugar. all the sugar that they put in? Yeah, heck. I wish so, I had marmalade so now. I, I've actually never had marmalade. I don't know I'm exactly sure. what it is. What's the um, difference between that and, like, jelly? Um, I think the thing about marmalade is that it has little candied bits of orange peel in it. Uh, okay. And it's, like, slightly tart. 
like it's not as quite as sweet as a jelly is. There's that much sugar in it probably, but like the oranges are more tart in it too. I gotcha. I think I've only had it in like those little packets that they have on the table at like a diner for you to put on toast. Yeah. I don't think I've had it out of a a proper English jar, but I should. Next time you're at a cafe and they Mm. have orange marmalade, do it. Hashtag for Paddington. For Paddington. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No. So the thing that I wanted to ask you about and Mm. talk with you about I think the transition from the first movie to the second one, mm-hmm. like the kids are now aged yeah. a little bit o- o- older and all that stuff. I-, I thought that was fantastic. Like we see yeah. them grow. Um, but looking ahead, there's supposedly a third Paddington movie in the works. I don't mm. know how far along they are now, um, but what like what would you want to be the next kind of time period that we see Ooh. padding tin in okay well so the kids are in the second movie judy's like maybe 16 or 17 jonathan's 14 15 something like that something like that I would my say name like is jonathan and i and like 16. steam trains <laughs> i so it, that came out in 2017. I'd imagine uh, by the time we go to Paddington 3, maybe the kids are off at university. Yeah. And maybe this is Paddington experiencing a kind of empty nest syndrome. Maybe he longs for, maybe this is when he starts his own family. He finds a mate, gets some cubs. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too, because I mean, if he's trying to learn what life in London is all about or just mm. life in ge- in general, there is this idea that kids at a certain age, once they go off to college, they move out. They find their own house, you, you know? So maybe, like you said, he stays and he has this, like, empty nest syndrome. Or, or I, w- maybe or it's I a would thing like Paddington to, to go find- to... I would also like Paddington to go to Oxford. Right. Yeah. If or it's he, Paddington he goes, goes to, to university, school. yes, either all are good. Or, he, or he, yeah, he like moves out and gets his own ap- apartment, or goes to school he, or something. Kyle, please, um, he gets his own flat. Right. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> but I, I, I think one of the things we've also not really seen Paddington do is interact mm. with other. animals who don't talk right or can they talk and we just don't know Uh, like is this a toy story situation where they can all talk and we just aren't in the room there he hangs out with that dog there's like a local dog that he's pals with yeah and that's the only one yeah so i would kind of like to see paddington go to the zoo and see what yeah. see what that's about. Just like, why are they all in cages? <laughs> you know, uh, um, or yeah, just him. J- yeah, like in interacting with a- 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 animals as well as like trying to find his own place in yeah. the world now that things are kind of moving on. Hmm. 
be an interesting one. But they yeah. also have like good development in the, the sense that like in the first movie we know that the boy likes science and stuff like that yeah. he wants to be an astro an astronaut in the second one we see him actually actually like building things and yes. actually making rockets and steam trains and stuff like that so now that he's in college you know what might he be doing then yeah is he actually it in some like tech startup or, or something who knows yeah those those kids seem like they could go fun. far what a successful family yeah or or the mom could make an adventurous story about paddington because yes. we know that there are that. paddington books it loops like back that. around to that right there yeah she, she helps him write his story yeah that would be interesting it's 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 also kind of strange like we, we we don't i mean that's the thing like we don't know what would happen in a third one because they're also in a world where they just feel like a talking bear is normal yeah it's it's interesting how the world no treats paddington like it's just mildly surprising that a bear can talk they're just like oh it's a bear you're a nice bear yeah <laughs> it, it operates on scooby-doo rules kind of kind of i i feel like they're more surprised that it, that scooby can talk really i i feel like they are like sincerely or like as a meta joke uh, i i guess more of a meta joke but still just like a talking dog like what ha, okay <laughs> i don't know mm -hmm. i don't know but this is good this is fun these are good good films i, I hope they do make a third one and i hope yeah. it gets rated 103 percent on rotten tomatoes just each one could just get slightly better right it's a hundred but now the zeros are smiley faces somehow we <laughs> yeah. allowed the algorithm to do that yeah um, kyle can you think of any other beloved books from your childhood that you would like to see paddingtonized like brought to screen with like oh, tremendous man. style heart craftsmanship and like really blowing people out of the water like, I never knew this basic thing could be so good. I feel like we're about due for a... And now I'm, I'm going to do the whole Mandala effect. The Berenstein Bears, is that it? Oh, yeah. Which was the right ones. We're about due for, like, a remake of that, or just, like, a new New Berenstain Bears. I would love a Berenstain Bears that is acknowledging this mandela effect of berenstain versus berenstein that'd be and wild. maybe it's and maybe it's like a little into the spider verse <laughs> berenstein bears have an existential crisis like, yeah like they encounter other <laughs> versions of themselves like what if it was a movie about this family like maybe it's about the parents and like the parents wonder 
uh, they look back on their past and they're like, oh, what if we made different choices? Like maybe like Papa Bear goes to a high school reunion and he reconnects with his old lab partner and he's like, I used to have the biggest crush on you. When I was in 10th grade, I thought I would marry you, not Mama Bear. And then he's, <laughs> it's, it's the Nicolas Cage movie Family Man like this where suddenly he's in a, an alternate life like this is not my beautiful house this is not my beautiful wife i want this to happen to the bon paul berenstein where they just go through the sliding doors of every other life they could have lived and then at the end they come back together like no we made the right choice we belong together we love brother and sister bear i don't think any of them had names yeah so i don't have another like book in mind because mm-hmm. i was also never really like into the berenstain bears i'm look mm. i'm from the universe where it was berenstain my bears. No, as i remember looking at the book and reading the this is berenstain but my mom always said berenstain and i always well, just chalked that up to my my yeah, universe, and you're I always, not then. Well, I always just chalked it up to my mom saying Imposter. it. Imposter. Imposter. <laughs> like, uh, oh, mom just keeps messing it up. Uh, well, mom's kind enough to read a book to me, so I won't. I won't tell her she's wrong. <laughs> well, she knows how, how to read better than I do, so maybe she's right. <laughs> yeah, kind of that too. <laughs> maybe this is one of those things that isn't pronounced the way you think it's pronounced. Right. Um. However, there is a series of video games mm. that I think are due for some kind of like let's b- bring them into another medium. Do you remember Freddy Fish? I was about to guess. Are you going to say? Are you going to say Pajama Sam? Pajama Sam is right there. He's he's also in there too. Yeah. We need a Pajama Sam movie this good. Putt-Putt the Car. <laughs> all, all of those humongous games, which, uh, fun fact, actually, I, if I'm not mistaken, I don't know if it was for the first Paddington mm-hmm. film or the second one, but there was a Paddington video game made by Humongous. Which oh, are the people that fitting. made yes. those? Yeah, made those ones. So let me see if I can find it. Huge. Any, come on, computer. Control F. Yeah, a video game based on the film titled Paddington Adventures in London was released on the eleventh of. August 2015 for for, for the Nintendo 3DS and was published by Humongous Entertainment. Hmm. So, there you go. Full circle. (laughs) We we need a good, like, Freddy Fish, Spy Fox, Pajama Sam team up. Oh, heck, like, those were our... (laughs) That's our new unit, our new Avengers, uh, our our new Universal Monsters. Where's the humongous cinematic universe? That's what I want. (laughs) That would be wonderful. Um, 
I don't think I really have much else to say on yeah. the film, though. They're absolutely delightful. They're both mm-hmm. an hour and a half. I think uh, the second one is an hour and 40. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, they're they're really short. They're tightly made yeah. and edited. Did you have any kind of final things to say? about oh, just the uh, like i totally get it now not that i doubted yeah. it before but i wanted to see with my own eyes and i have seen good stuff <laughs> i understand the ways of paddington i speak his <laughs> words <laughs> good stuff um recommendations did you have recommendations I do. that you wanted to we were talking earlier about how this feels uh, akin to the works of Wes Anderson and specifically what it reminded me of the most is the life aquatic with Steve Zizou. Interesting. Especially because of the band. We didn't talk about how there's a band that runs throughout both of these movies. Like you'll be hearing also just delightful. Yeah. Like you'll be hearing the song and it is this kind of, I went, I I don't know how to describe it, but it sounds like they did take some sort of like a, a Latin influence a little bit. Maybe sure. for the music being a Peruvian bear, but it's just like fun, upbeat band. And like you'd hear this music playing in the movie and you think it's just this non-diegetic soundtrack that the movie's playing. And then it would pan over and there was a band and like you'd see yeah. the band and they're playing on like the London street corner. You're like, okay, the, you you would find a band there. And then the band is everywhere. Like in, in like five more scenes, it pans over and there's just a band there, like in their house. Yeah. And so I wanted to recommend Life Aquatic because it also has uh, like a dollhouse feature to it. Like you see like the cross section of the submarine that they're in dollhouse okay. like yeah. that. And when you look at the it also is that kind of multimedia. We're going to play with different styles and different kind of uh, imaginative metaphors for each scene, depending on what we need. Like when it goes to the sea creatures, like they're all claymation, like really obviously like kind of cute cartoony claymation creatures. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think it, and with the band, like I was saying, that is a movie with like one specific type of soundtrack. It is this guy like playing a ukulele or something or like an acoustic guitar and singing Portuguese covers of David Bowie songs. That's right. all of the music in the movie. Um, I think for me, if I had to recommend something, this it's it's the kind of delightful that really reminded me of Mary Poppins. Ah, yes. I I have not seen the newer. Mary Poppins film, but I think even just the original one, it's just, it's delightful. Yes. Like, it's another good stick in the mud, dad. Yeah. Kind of more whimsical mom. Uh, Something I did not want to recommend was Ted. Don't watch that movie. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think anybody was planning on it as a double feature with Paddington, but you never know. That'd be funny. Um, yeah. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. This is fun. I am glad I picked this one. Yeah. It's your turn to pitch something to me. It is my t- turn. Let me pull up my notes here. I guess they're not notes, but 
I have three comic books that I wanted oh, to pitch. Because okay. while everyone is stuck at home, uh, a lot of these comic book publishers have been like, hey, we're releasing a lot more books on Comixology Unlimited. Yeah. Unlimited. Stay at home. Here's stuff to here's stuff to read. Go yeah. check it out. So I was like, I'm, I'm just going to go look on Comixology yeah. Unlimited and see what there is. Good timing. So the first thing I wanted to pitch, let's see here if I can open this one up. Book details. There we go. This one is called Black Hammer. Uh, okay. I wanted to, to, to read volumes one and two. Uh, this is written by Jeff Lemire with art mm. by Dean Ormston. And the summary says, once they were heroes, but the age of heroes has long since passed banished f- f- from existence by a multiversal crisis the old champions of spiral city now lead simple la- 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 now lead simple lives in an idyllic timeless farming village f- 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 from which there is no escape but they but as they employ all of their super abilities to f- f- free themselves from this strange purgatory a mysterious stranger works to bring them back into action for one last adventure okay Uh, so this is a superhero story from jeff lemire Mm -hmm. uh, and he eventually kind of spins this out into a couple series and he makes his own like really small like superhero universe yeah and I've heard phenomenal things, but I've never checked it out. Okay. So Jeff Lemire, we've covered twice before. He did Plutona, right? Correct. And Essex County. Indeed. Yes. So that's pitch number one, Black Hammer Volumes 1 and 2. Uh, it just so happens that all of my pitches all start with the letter B. Oh, that there was no purpose behind it, but that's just what what happened. So pitch number two is a book called Birthright. And okay. I would like to read volumes one and two of that. This is by Josh Williamson and Andre Burrison and Adriano Lucas. Um, it says... The Rhodes family losing their son was the most devastating thing that could have occurred, but it couldn't have prepared them for what happened when he when he returned. So they don't have much else on this summary, but from what I understand, yeah, this family loses their son and for a long time they think he's dead but it turns out he has been transported to this fantasy world um and so it's kind of like narnia in that sense where he's in this like alternate thing uh but i think he eventually makes his return um and and is this like 
I, I, I don't want to say Conan the Barbarian. Okay, yeah. Conan the Barbarian thing, but like maybe more of like a King Arthur. Yeah. He comes back and he's like, I am your long lost son, the king of some, some, something, you know. Um, you just that so. also happens in Narnia. You could have stuck with Narnia. <laughs> True, I I, I I guess that happens in that one. It's been a long time since I've read those books. They are kings. So. Yeah, they are. Um, so that's pitch number two, birthright, more of like adventure, fantasy, mm-hmm. stuff, and then the pitch number three, some oh, whoops. Why did it go mm-hmm. back to that one? Let's see here. Doom, doom, doom. Book details. Here we go. Uh, some more good old-fashioned superheroing here. This is Batwoman by Greg Rucka and J.H. Williams III. Uh-huh. Um, let's see. Determined to continue serving uh, 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 others after her military career was cut short by bigotry, Mm -hmm. Kate Kane has taken up the identity of Batwoman, leading a one-woman war on Gotham City's evil underbelly. At the heart of her investigation is the religion of crime, a criminal cult led by a mad woman known only as as Alice. Speaking in riddles and storybook rhymes, the Lewis Carroll-inspired Alice aims to transform Gotham into her twisted wonderland. But is everything she says truly mad? Underneath her deranged theatrics, she may hold the key to understanding Batwoman's past. And this is just one book. Um, mm. It collects Detective Comics issues 854 through 863. Oh. Um, and there is also a never-before-collected storyline called Cutter with guest artist Jock. Jock? So, yes. He just goes by Jock. Cool. Yeah, some good good art there. So I've I've heard good things about mm. this. Uh, we covered Stumptown. Oh uh, yes, back, and that is uh, a book by Greg Rucka. Yeah, uh, he likes to do crime based stories. Usually has uh, like female characters mm. as his main character, uh, and he tends to write them very very well. So nice. Pitch number one, just to remind you, was Black Hammer. Pitch number two was Birthright. And pitch number three, Batwoman. I want to go with Black Hammer because I've been really impressed by what we've read from Jeff Lemire. Plutona, I don't remember as well, but Essex County has weirdly stuck with me. There you go. Yeah. And this story seems like a blend of both of them with superheroes, but they live in an idyllic farm village. <laughs> Sounds pleasant. Yeah. Yeah, I've 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 heard good good things with this, so I am excited to check mm-hmm. it out. But yes. Um that is what we will do for yeah. this next week. Melissa, 
where can they find you on the interwebs? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WilkyWit. That's W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. And you guys can find me at Yo Kyle Springer on Twitter and Instagram. If you guys want to stay up to date with our show, we are at The Whatnots on Twitter. Uh, go like, share, subscribe. Follow us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash The Whatnots. And I believe that is all mm-hmm. you will get out of here. This has been episode 105 of the whatnots review show uh we will see you guys next week bye bye